What's happening, friends? Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Today, later today, we sell our red, white, and blue, our July 4th Pimp and Joy line. It goes up in a couple hours. We're also going to talk to Army Sergeant Jerry Majetic, who served, who got hit with an IED, uh, had, you know, uh, was shot in a firefight, over 80 surgeries. And what we're doing, why we're selling that is to build him a home. We don't keep any of that money. So in a couple hours, we'll put that up at bobbybones.com. So we're here. I'm super excited we're here. Today's going to be a good day. Amy, how are you? I'm doing good. Hey, what happened with your daughter? I know she was flying by herself for the first time. Yeah. What, was she nervous beforehand? No. In fact, anytime we've traveled the last three years or so, we've taught her how to go through an airport. She has to read her ticket herself, lead the way. Like, she had it all figured out because she's always wanted to fly alone. <laughs> like, she's like, yes, I can do this. It's going to be fine. And then, of course, uh, she went to go be at my niece's graduation in Colorado and Did she fly out there by herself? No, she flew out there with my sister, and then the plan was, then you'll return home alone, okay. home by yourself. And so I guess, you know, of course, the day we had her book to travel home, there's weather and issues and delays and flights getting canceled, and she had a layover in Dallas. <laughs> How long was her flight delayed, first of all? Oh, well, it was supposed to take off at 10 a.m. out of Colorado, and then I think eventually left at 3 p.m., she had a five-hour delay. Hank wow. chilling at the airport. 13? Uh, 14. 14. And then she got to Dallas and learned that she had been rebooked for a flight the following day. <gasps> and I'm like, what? She's The 14. following day? Yeah, the following day. Well, plus I was freaking out because I was tracking her flight. And it said, oh, you know, Stashira has been rebooked for 10 a.m. the next day. And Did she I'm, have to stay in a hotel by herself? No, 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 no. We got it figured out. Luckily, they knew she was a minor, and she had. They have escorts and people that are equipped. But I didn't know what they were going to do. I was about to. I was freaking out. You know, uh, our Mary, our friend, sent me. She's like, okay, who do we know that lives in Dallas? She's like, well, we got Mike Signs, or we got, like, which is like <laughs> our friend here, and we have another friend. So I was just thinking of ways so that she wasn't stuck in Dallas by herself. And luckily, they rebooked her on a flight late at night. She landed back in Nashville safely, but it was pretty late, and she was not happy. So she's all in, though. Now she knows how to do it all. Oh she knows God. how to be delayed, rebooked, change gates. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I felt for her because it just was not a good experience. So won't won't. That's called baptized by fire. Yeah. Yeah, big time. It's like, okay, here's your first experience. Everything's going to go wrong. Oh. Yeah, I thought me picking her at the airport was going to be this awesome experience, her traveling by herself for the first time. And, you know, I had it pictured in my mind for days of, like, she's going to run and hug me and tell me how much fun she had and I mean she walked in her face like she couldn't have smiled even if like you know there was something awesome like if there was ice cream waiting for her she did not care and I was like can I get a hug and she looked at me and she said no I was like <laughs> all right then okay well get in the car let's go to bed it's but late. she's safe she's, she's here yes and it's just I'm so thankful and amazing that it she made it home and also you can trust that she knows how to do it the next time if she needs to yeah if she ever wants to. Right. I don't know that that'll be the case. I think she's going to, she's probably scarred from flying for a while anyway, even with the family. She wants to drive. Yeah, but next year she'll want to go to Panama City for spring break. <laughs> she won't want you to go with her. No, don't so. say that. She's growing up too fast. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. About six months ago, I went from living by myself to living with a roommate. I was friends with my roommate before moving in together. She also happens to be dating my brother. Recently, I've been very annoyed. My brother, her boyfriend, has been in our apartment every single night for almost two weeks straight until at least 10 o'clock each night. She doesn't tell me when he's coming over. He just shows up and stays in the living room the whole time he's here. 
I'm assuming she thinks it's fine since he's my brother, but it still bothers me and makes me feel like I can't be comfortable in my own house. I'm 25. I did not sign up to be living with my brother again. Am I being unreasonable or can I address this issue with her? Thank you, Ashley. Well, first of all, I, I don't even think it's about your brother. I think if she just had a boyfriend, he would be there all the time in the living room. I think that's the nature of having a roommate. I don't think that just because it's your brother, he's there more. I think he would be whomever she's living with. Right, and you, she still would maybe be uncomfortable. There's yes. always a guy in their living room. I do think you address this with her regardless of who her boyfriend is. I think you have to say, hey, I, I don't even feel like I can walk around the living room in my underwear. Like, after 8 o'clock, can he just not be chilling on the couch in the living room? Can we have some sort of rules? Or she said, too, that sometimes there's no heads up at all. So just maybe, like, at least she knows so she can plan. That would be weird if it was your brother, though, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little twist to it's it. It's like an extra, like a, an extra yeah. little jab. I think you have to address it. But also, that's the, when you're with a roommate, that's kind of the rule. When they have people over, you have people over. You know, if you want to buy your own place, if you can afford it, do it. But otherwise, you kind of have to live with that. I do think that you can compromise a bit. Heck, maybe it's better at your brother. Except some random dude that's always there that you don't know and don't trust who probably might even steal your stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He could be robbing you. extreme, <laughs> but yeah. What do you tell her? I mean, I say you have a conversation 100%. But what's the conversation in your mind? I think there has to be some boundaries of some sort. I don't know. They're going to have to iron out the details, but it can't just be like boy in the house every night all the time. Like there's It can also be... be you go to his house some. Yeah, or go to go to another room. Like, go to, I don't know, maybe they don't want to be alone in the bedroom. I don't know why they're in the living room, but, like, can, can they go hang out outside or in the backyard? Or <laughs> maybe there's a patio or something. But just change locations. Switch it up. Eddie? You know, I've never had a roommate. I lived with you for a little bit, but I've never had a roommate, and I'm glad after hearing stories like this. I've heard nothing but horror stories. Well, it of- is horrible, except for the financial part of it. Right, you get to split rent. You don't have a roommate because you just think it'll be fun. Most of the time. Sometimes you, you live with a friend. But most of the time, you have a roommate because you need a roommate so you can pay bills and split. Morgan, you're around. This is kind of something that would happen at your age. What advice do you give her? I say you set boundaries with the roommate. And if they don't follow them at that point, you start to consider looking for another roommate or moving out on your own. That's kind of the there's not really an in between. It's either you set the boundaries and it happens or you kind of figure out another situation or you bring your own guy that's gross <laughs> annoying mm. and you try to match her yeah does she have a brother <laughs> <laughs> he's like 53 <laughs> married with three kids hey. uh that's our advice mostly though it's and when you have a roommate you have to deal with a lot of their stuff when i had one we would buy food and put it in the fridge and if i had a piece of her bread i would get a note going hey you owe me 19 <laughs> cents for this piece of bread that's crazy ashley thank you good luck that stinks but is it good or bad? It's her brother. I'm torn. If it was going mean, to be a dude, be I, would, I would almost rather be her brother than just a random dude. Right, until maybe they break up and then it gets awkward. Oh, then and, it gets awkward too. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, be thankful it's your brother in a way, but definitely have the conversation. Don't put it off. That's the mailbag. Thank you. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. You can send us a note in the mailbag. Morgan, what is that address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Thank you. A lot of restaurants are back in business. We love it. Although there is a problem hiring wait staff. Really? They can't get enough people to, 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 to be in because now there's this influx all of a sudden. They're like, we don't have enough staff. And so everybody's trying to hire staff all mm-hmm. of a sudden. And so it's been tough. 
Um, so, but you're back. We're, we're eating. Food's a little slower. I'll say that. But it's just the nature of going back to a restaurant all at once. But let's say you order some food and it comes back and there's a hair in it. Yeah. A single hair. Uh-huh. What do you do? I mean, I guess I remove it. And then I just eat around where it was. No way. Well, so that's the question. If a hair comes, <laughs> I don't eat it at all. First of all, here's what I I've, I had this happen before. This is what I do. I investigate where that hair came from. I look at mine. And then I look to see if it's Caitlin's or whomever I'm with. And if it's not, then I go, I raise my hey, there's a hair in this. But, but in the past, I've done that and it's been my hair. Okay. Somehow it's gotten into the food. So the first thing I do is investigate where the hair comes. Then otherwise I can't eat. I'm just mentally gone. It's probably not that gross. In real life, it's probably not. It's probably grosser things that the the, the cook did to that plate For sure. than somebody's <laughs> hair being oh, in the man. food. No idea. But mentally, I'm checked out. And I got to send it back. But then what are they going to do that you don't know when you send it back? Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so I'm sending it back. I'm I'm taking the hair out and I'll eat around it. I'm fine. You? I will send it back 100% and say, like, hey, I need new food. Are or, you going to demand, like, they pay for your next meal or something? I mean, I would probably ask, like, do I get this for free? I wouldn't be mean about it, but I'd say, like, am I going to get this for free because there was a hair in it? And then then see what they say. Yeah, I would feel like they would think you were up to something if you did that. And then they'd probably really spit in it or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be terrible. Lunchbox? Yeah, I would take the hair to the side, eat half the meal, then put the hair back <laughs> and call them over and say, hey, there's a hair in my meal. <laughs> I'm going to need a new one, and I'm going to need it for free. Wow. And so that way you get a meal and a half, and you get a free meal. But then you ha- you can't eat the meal right there. What do you do, take it home? No, no, no. You, you can eat it right there. You absolutely, if you're sitting at a restaurant and you order food and you see a hair in it. No, but I'm saying you eat half the meal, and then you want another full meal. I wouldn't be able to eat the full meal. I'd be full already. Oh, he oh, can eat it. You're I can eat it. Yeah. I mean, no problem. Uh, Paul in North Carolina, you're on the show. Paul, what's going on? I have a question. Have you come up with a date for Lunchbox going diamond mining yet? Not yet, because up first is Eddie's walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. We have to do our show trips one at a time so not too many people are gone at once. But on June 20th, Eddie starts to walk on foot from West Virginia to Tennessee, just like the George Strait song, Carrying Your Love With Me. If he comes back and he's alive, we will then focus on the next thing, which is getting Lunchbox out to the diamond mine to mine... For money, basically. Yeah, get rich. I think you have a better shot at that than you do spending money on a lottery. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. I I, I didn't think. I thought this was going to be a needle in a haystack it kind is. of thing. It is. And the lottery is like odds. What are the odds, though? <laughs> a needle in a haystack's odds. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Just said differently. But you said- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess because he's actually digging. But that's the deal, Paul. We've just heard too many people find big diamonds. Again, as a kid, I would go to Murfreesboro to the Crater of Diamond State Did Park. Did you find anything? Never. Ever? Hmm. Never. Did you know what you were looking for as a kid, though? Yeah, diamonds. You... Well, <laughs> I did. I never jumped in and found a pearl. What the? There's a clam in here. <laughs> that never happened. But uh, yes, yeah, yeah. But also you knew, too, that in the, like the visitor center, they show you what the diamonds could look like. They're not all chopped up and look pretty and you can see through. That doesn't look like a ring. It doesn't. <laughs> okay. It doesn't look like you went to Zales. <laughs> so I would say probably in July or August, Lunchbox will head over to the diamond mine. Okay. All right, buddy. Appreciate that call. Hope you have a good day. All right. You too. Thanks. Researchers studying the way that salamanders can regenerate. Because, you know, if you pull a tail off or if you hold it down and it runs its tail away. Yes. You ever do that as a kid? Yes. That they kind of discovered how the process works that humans can regenerate body parts as well. The team from MDI Biological Laboratory in Maine 
have concluded that humans potentially have the same ability. While salamanders regrow missing body parts, mammals create scars. Scientists say that is turning off the human body's ability to create and recreate their body parts, but basically the scarring could open up ways for us to regrow lost limbs. Hmm. Who knows if in like 100 years, we, people just growing arms back. That would yeah. be amazing. Like we've just discovered whatever it is. Because you got to remember when penicillin, like there are these medical breakthroughs that before they were breakthroughs, people were like, this, there's no way this can ever happen. Because that's just mold, right? And it works in a way of, you know, cleaning out the body, doing, it's, yes, it's just mold, but it's a, it's a antibacteria, right? Is that penicillin does? I mean, I don't know. So Mike, look at penicillin. <laughs> My grandma used to say all the time, I'm like, like take some penicillin, but I think it's now in a lot of different forms. Um, but now they say the researchers may be able to figure out how to regrow body tissue wow. the same way we grow scars. They have untapped potential to regenerate any lost part of their bodies, just like a salamander. I mean, scars are pretty amazing. Like, just when you see, like, a cut in your finger or whatever, and you just watch it heal in, like, two weeks, that's amazing. So I was kind of, I was right about penicillin, kind of. Okay. Penicillin antibiotics stop bacteria from multiplying and also by preventing bacteria from forming the walls that surround them. So basically they figured, they found this mold and they were like, oh, we, now we can solve a lot of these bacteria problems that humans had. Mm. So there's got to be something. What if it's like a starburst mixed with Mountain Dew oh. and a Tums and all of a sudden you take that chemical together and it eliminates... Herpes. I feel like at some point I've done that concoction. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, we have no idea yet. Or there's something if we just stand under that, that's what makes your body have a boy or a girl. There's yeah. so much unknown. Mm-hmm. And aliens. <laughs> I just turned everything into aliens. And, and aliens. aliens. The new NASA boss that came in said they're they're on it. They're going to be studying UFOs now. There, there's some fishy happening right now. Uh, I downloaded a new book that you have to read. Now uh, that you have to, or listen to it, read it, whatever. War of the Worlds, Orson no, Welles? No, it's it's <laughs> fiction, but it's and it's not really my thing. I love nonfiction, but this I'm into, and it's called Project Hail Mary, and it, you'll like you'll love it, especially the alien thing. And it's aliens how you're you're describing them as sort of like this this organism, and they've got mitochondria, but they're like little. I mean, it's. It's you'll love it. We only say there aren't aliens because there aren't aliens that are made like humans. There's nothing that says they have to be made like us in mm-hmm. any way. Right. Or that they if they are made like us, that our eyes can see them. There's a lot of stuff happening in front of us that we can't see. There are lasers, rays, there are cell phone signals all in front of us right now. We can't see that. What if aliens are made of that same stuff? We can't see it. What if they're not even aliens? What if they've always been here? We just can't communicate with them. I have a whole other theory too, but well, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> or you would. Yeah. That was all. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Congratulations to Jimmy Allen and his wife Alexis. They announced they're expecting another baby. They both shared fun baby announcements on Instagram to share the news. Dirks Bentley announced the lineup and headliners for his upcoming Seven Peaks Music Festival. He and Keith Urban will headline the three-day event, and there will be performances by Kip Moore, Ingrid Andrus, and Randy Hauser, just to name a few. He announced the news by covering one of Keith's big songs. Here it is. I'm breathing deeper than I've ever done, and it sure feels good to finally feel the way I do. Yeah, I want to love somebody, love somebody like you. Brett Young is releasing a children's book called Love You, Little Lady. The book will be out on August 24th. I'm Morgan number two, 
That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There's an Alabama woman. She is 94 years old. She got her high school diploma 79 years after dropping out. Again, she's 94 years old. Her name is Grace Lee McClure Smith. 94. She has her own ceremony. She dropped out of Hazel Green High School at age 16 in 1942 as her husband went off to fight in World War II. Also, people just got married at 15, That's 16 crazy. back then. I know. They did. Wild, I know. huh? <laughs> I know. We can't even imagine it to this day. Even without her degree, the Alabama woman kept education close to her heart. She worked as a bus driver for 30 years. So the school that she worked at wanted to give her a special ceremony. And so they, she did a little work at the school to get her final graduation papers in line, took a little test. And the next thing you know, at 94 years old, she gets her diploma. Congratulations, Miss Smith, the school wrote on their Facebook account with a photo of the graduate posing in her cap. She said, quote, I don't think I deserve it. She told this to WHNT. But she did it. She finished it up. She got her degree. She's 94 years old and better late than never. I bet that felt really good to her. So awesome. Her husband went to war when she was 16. I mean, life is just different, man. Mm -hmm. 1942, you're 16, you're married, your husband's going to war. What's he, 18? I wonder if you even had to be 18. I wonder if you you could just lie about your age, I think, and, and get into the military back then. Well, shout out to her. There you go. Grace Lee McClure-Smith. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the phone is Aaron in Illinois. Aaron, how are you? Hi, fine. I'm good. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. <laughs> so, listening to your show, enjoying it, my daughter and I are road tripping to Branson, Missouri, um, and listening about the chocolate cicadas, which... Yesterday, when I was at work, after listening to your segment on the watermelon and mustard, I decided to try mustard on cantaloupe. And how'd that go? I didn't have watermelon cantaloupe. It was good. Yeah. I was surprised. And I only did it because I listened to the show, and everybody liked it and was afraid to try it. So everybody at work, the girls that I work with, they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're doing it. It was good. Yeah, you must have heard that on the podcast, right? Because we didn't do that on yesterday's show. But is that were you listening on the road trip? It was a, we are road tripping, and yes, it was on the podcast, so oh. I correct myself. Yeah, no, no, I just, sometimes I just wonder what day it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Um, the, the mustard on watermelon, too, seemed gross to me as well. I didn't lose, but then Morgan ate it and was like, wow, it's really good. So then I ate it and was like, wow, it's really good. Then Eddie ate it, wow, it's really good. Amy, I, oh. it's just, it's pretty good. I don't know that I'm going to be squirting on it at home. Right. And I think a restaurant, though, could do a little something quirky and be like watermelon mustard. And put it on their menu. And people yeah. are like, well, that's interesting. Because, again, it's not like they got to make any sort of fancy contraption. You just have some watermelon there and squirt some mustard on it. We even have a song about it. Watermelon mustard high. 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 Watermelon. Uh, Aaron, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks oh, a lot. Have a good Tell your daughter we say hello, too. Be safe on that road trip. Yep, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Watermelon mustard high. Watermelon mustard high. Watermelon mustard high. Watermelon mustard high. Watermelon mustard. We've almost got this wedding licked, meaning all the invitations are out. We did save the dates first, and we did invitations. I have never, ever RSVP'd anything in my life, and now I'm just looking at it going, let's go. Like, I will always RSVP to everything from now on. Even if it's like, hey, maybe come over today and, you know, uh, pick up some garbage. I want an RSVP. <laughs> I w- because it is, it gets, I'm paying money for stuff. 
I need to know who's going to come to the wedding. Well, that's why RSVPs are so important. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. I know. It's crazy. And I have a friend that is actually planning a wedding right now and just sent out her invites. And she was getting back RSVPs where people were writing in plus ones. Like the invitation was sent to the one person. and Dang. It's, yeah. Bold. But it's, it's family members. So I think maybe they think, so far at least, she's only heard back from family members that have done this. But they are writing in a guest when they're like, no, invited one. Like if it was a couple, they addressed it to the couple. If it was one person, they sent the invitation to one person because that's all they can do. That mm-hmm. They can't afford to have a plus one. But now she's in an awkward position. So RSVPs yeah, are tricky. That stinks someone write in a plus one. Because yeah. we've had people hit us up and go, hey, uh, you mind if we bring so-and-so? It's like, yes, yes. We can't. Mm-hmm. We had to turn people away that were kind of in that second tier of people we would invite and go, oh, man, it's weird, but we're not going to invite them just because we have our limit. And we would invite them over your, you know, your greasy granny that you're going to bring over. So did you get my plus five? Yeah. <laughs> like, Eddie's not bringing his kids. <laughs> There's no way. There, I there, can't. There are no kids. There, no kids will be at the wedding. And so maybe unless they're in the wedding. Like, your, yeah, do- your daughter's in the wedding. Mm-hmm. So they will be there. Um, but now what we're doing is... Caitlin sent me a list of the people on on my side, although I don't think there are sides. I think just my group of people. And she's like, these people in your group have not RSVP'd. So I spent yesterday tracking them back. Knuckleheads. Hey, guys, are you coming? And it's okay if you're not. Because, like, for example, I had to reach out to Lionel yesterday, Lionel Richie Ooh, for wow. American Idol. Interesting. What do you call him? You call him Knucklehead? No. I hey, say, Knucklehead. I say, hey, sir. <laughs> um, and he's, and I'm only saying this because he's not able to come. Oh. And so I reach out. Don't be disappointed. I've been telling everyone that Lionel's going to be there. I reach out and I'm like, hey, are you able to come? We need to mark it off. And he's like, ah, unfortunately, I can't come. And I'm like, great. But I got to mark that off. I called another friend. I was like, hey, you coming? And they're like, oh, we haven't decided yet. Well, you got to decide because I got to pay for food and chairs and we got a seating chart we have to build. Who even knew this stuff was a thing? And like, I haven't heard from Sharna yet. I don't, I oh my get, gosh, is she going to bring Brian Austin Green? I don't think she's coming. She oh. has an RSVP. Hopefully she got a plus one. If she's coming. I did plus one her. <laughs> okay. But I don't. I would think someone coming from that far away would be a yes, but I'm assuming, because I haven't heard from her, that it's a no. I'm assuming yes, and I hope she brings him. What? I'm watching 90210 right now, and that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? Is she in L.A. or yes, Australia? Yes, she's, she's okay. in L.A. But, and again, I hate being awkward and being like, hey, I need to know if you're mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. I know we're months out from the wedding, but let's go. Can you can you let me know? Um, so, but most of them I have licked. My old boss from Dallas is coming. Is he coming? Oh, okay. cool! And he was like, "Hey, can I bring my kid?" And I wanted to say yes, but I I couldn't because we turned other people away. Oh, f- mostly I have, but that's what I was doing yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that I know are coming that just haven't RSVP'd. I don't I, know that I RSVP'd, but I was we like, RSVP'd you. You're in the wedding. Thanks. It's well, like Eddie. Eddie didn't RSVP. Right. We well, RSVP'd him. He's in the wedding. Obviously. Okay. Well, thank you. Because yeah, I, I was like, why do I need RSVP? Of course, I'm going to be there. But until I've had to do this, I never knew about doing this. Mm-hmm. And if we were just doing like a buffet or something, I think it would be different with food. But we have to have food specifically taken out to spots. And there are people have food allergies now. Who would have thought? <laughs> Some people don't want to eat meat. Some people, again, have nuts. How about for our wedding night, you just eat what we put in front of you? Yeah. 
Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Amy? Well, also, do I don't I didn't know there was options. So I'm gonna have to check out this allergy list. No, it's not check out an allergy list. If you have one, you were to put one. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I'm good. Thank you. But that's that's what we're doing right now. But Caitlin's been a champ about it. And let's let me just keep it real too. I ain't doing crap. I should probably do more than I'm doing, and I jump in when she needs me and calls me into it. She probably delegates to you. But I'm not volunteering to go to a bunch of meetings, Mm -hmm. which she does. She's in meetings all the time about this stuff. And about stuff I would never even thought. The tables. Just give me some white picnic tables. (laughs) But apparently that that is not – that for our vibe vibe? doesn't match. Mm -hmm. So I think we're having different kinds of white tables. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I could show up in the picnic tables. I don't know. And every time I get on one of these interviews, I'm like, hey, how much wedding? And I have to go like, I'm not planning. I'm, I'm helping when needed, but I'm not planning it. So, but your friend has a, a valid argument for people you can't write in a plus one. I don't think so either. So yeah. I don't know how she's going to handle it, but I feel for her. You have to get stronger and just go, nope, that's what we're doing now. First we were like, oh, it's weird. But now it's like, nope, can't do it. We don't, we're not paying, you know, 50 bucks for someone's food that we don't even know. Mm-hmm. And we're already having to cut people we care about. So there you have it. That is a first world problem if I've ever known a first world problem. <laughs> but I think the big takeaway from this is if you're listening and you're not an RSVP or person, then start RSVPing because it's super helpful. If I could get in a time machine and go back and give me some advice, it would be RSVP to stuff because it's, that's important. Yeah. There's not, I never RSVP to a wedding. I'd just be like, yeah, if I show up, I will. if I decide to go, I'll just go. How selfish of me. Mm-hmm. On the phone is Vicky in Virginia. Hey, Vicky, what's happening? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I feel like you guys jinxed me on Friday, though. Hi, studio. What's happening? What, how do we jinx you? I, you were talking about baby names and how unfortunate it is to have somebody named Alexa these days. And right about the time you were talking about that, I was on I-64 in Virginia Beach. Traffic stopped. The girl behind me didn't stop as she ran into the back of me, and her name was Alexa. Oh. Wait, right after that segment? Pretty much. While you were still talking about the name Alexa, she hit me. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I'm laughing. Yeah, it's no, it's like, Rain. <laughs> yeah, that's ironic. Well, how, are you okay? Are you, are you good after that accident? Yeah, no one was hurt. But I thought, Bobby, you guys jinxed me. <laughs> We get calls from all over the country oh, with Alexis no. crashing into people. Yeah. We had I, no idea. Was Alexa listening to the show, too? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Well, Vicki, thank you for the call. I'm That's sorry. I, I'm glad that you're okay, though. We appreciate you listening. Thank you. And I wanted to say congratulations on the wedding. I'm actually getting married at the end of this month. Well, congratulations to you as well. I give you the hold the mirror up. Congratulations back at you. Ah, thank you very much. It's right. very exciting because... We're old. I'm 67. I'm in my late 60s. He's in his early 70s. Our husbands, our spouses both passed away and felt like we got another chance at life. Did you guys meet on Tinder? Not on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> on online dating app. You, Not Tinder, though. <laughs> what, what, what app did you guys meet on? Match. Nice. And how did that, like the first date, like how does that go, you know, being 65 plus? Where do you go on a first date? We actually went to this little bar hamburger shop for lunch. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wonder what date does he kiss you? Is there a, is that a first date thing? I only know from being like 22. I know that because I did that dating. I know being 33, 35, I did that dating. So it's all different as you get older and you volunteered you guys' age story. So I just wonder, like, when does he go in for the kiss and are you as nervous now as you were when you were a kid? I was not nervous at all. 
it was very relaxed and very easy. I mean, we sat and talked for like two, three hours. The only reason we left when we did is I was actually taking our local police department citizen police academy. I did that. Oh, and wow. I had to go. It was so much fun. But I had to go because I had class. But he asked if he could kiss me as we were leaving. And it was just a little peck. Baller move. It was great. Baller move. And so how quickly do you go on a second date? And is it like, oh, should I text him? Should I not text him? Or do you guys just go forth right then and go like, we're going out again? Um, He called me. But it was so funny because his name, he has the same name as my daughter-in-law's father. And he had been emailing me a few times, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to finally email him back, and I will set up something. But unfortunately, he thought his father and asked him out on the date. Oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> sent an email tonight. <laughs> so. Oh, no, I didn't hear back, and so then I realized, mother of God. Oh, no. I just asked my daughter and his father out, but then I, I corrected that. I said, sorry, wrong person, and. Sent it to my Tommy, and he answered me right away, so it worked out. And how long did you guys date before he proposed? Not that long, like four months, but then we've been together almost two years now. We just didn't rush into getting, actually doing the marriage thing. How did he propose? He took me to a jewelry store and said, pick out a ring, and that's what we did. Dang, full sweet home Alabama style. Uh. Dang, well, congratulations. You sound extremely happy. Am I right about that? Oh, absolutely. And our kids, he has two kids. I have two kids. They all enjoy each other. Family get-togethers are a lot of fun. So it's just really, it's a God thing. When are you getting married again, Vicki? June 26th. Well, oh, it's coming up. Well, congratulations. It is. That is a fantastic story. Thank you for sharing it with us. And just, I'm sorry about the, that's the reason she called. She got rear-ended, but we, we, pivoted off that but I'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm sorry about th- that accident happened but I'm super pumped that you found a guy and I'm super pumped you're getting married and just just glad you're a listener I like you a lot thank you very much I like you guys too thank you well you have a wonderful day thanks you too thanks for talking to me of course <laughs> see you later okay bye bye alright here's a voicemail we got last night here we go I'm just wondering, do any of you guys use a alternate name when you're ordering food from a restaurant or when you're like staying in a hotel so that people don't know that you're coming or do you just use your real name? Just something I've always wondered. That's a good question. Eddie? <laughs> no, no chance. I've always used my real name. Amy? Yeah, I just use my name. Lunchbox is a weird one because that's not your real name. No, but I definitely use a fake name also because if they recognize me when I show up, then they'll know my real name and my real information. So, yes, I use a fake name every time. What information do they have? Well, I mean, to go food, they have your phone number. Oh, I wasn't thinking to go. I was thinking hotel. But hotel, they can get your credit card number, things like that. So I always have a fake name or they can say they can call their friend. Oh, my gosh, you know, this is his real name. Look up his information online. Fake name. They don't know anything. The credit card number thing doesn't scare me anymore because I watch mine constantly. And if something's not right, all you have to do is they just take it off immediately. Yeah. Like, that's not as much of a thing now because credit card companies will go, oh, that's not real. Wipe it off. Do I use, for food, it's just my name and my card. Oh, you're, you're, you're taking a chance if they don't like you, man. They, they <laughs> throw something in there. You know, that's why I, I don't think people know. I don't think most people know who I am, nor do I think that because my real last name's not Bones and my picture's not up there. Right. I just don't think people know. 
I don't think people know. You're selling yourself short. They hear your voice on that phone. Woo! Hotels, slightly different. Yeah. If we're taking the whole, if there's a whole group of us going out, someone will book all the rooms in their name. Like if we're touring. Yes. The tour manager books eight rooms in their name. Um, so it's kind of 50-50. If someone's like, if I'm going to do something for a show or something, whomever's with me will book all the rooms in their name. Um, if I'm by myself, I just book it in my name. Again, my last name's not known. And if I'm, people don't know who I am for the most part. People don't care. It's not like I'm Ryan Gosling. You're like, ooh. No, I, I don't. I, I look do like, like when these celebs, though, like do like, I'm staying under Cinderella tonight. Like, that's yeah. kind of funny. The only time I've ever had to use a fake name was when I was doing the Dancing with the Stars tour because people would know the whole tour was staying oh, in a hotel. Yeah. Oh, so what was your. I don't want to say. Oh, you, you might use it again? Was it a fictional character? Use, yes, and I do use it oh, at times for oh. things. Oh. I use it something for our show does. I, do I know oh, this? Oh, is it that? At night. When you guys, there's a little yeah. document. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. got it, got oh, it. Oh, no, oh. That's cool. <laughs> oh, do you have to check in and say that? Uh-huh. When it's you a, check that, in, what's wrong like, with it? Name? That's his name. I'm, I, don't, don't say his name. I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is a voicemail. <laughs> this is from Melissa. I just went on vacation, and before I left at 3 a.m. last Monday, knowing your new show was coming on, I turned on our TV to Nat Geo and left. My boyfriend had no idea. Well, when we got home, he noticed the TV was on, and we had been listening to the week's podcast from the Bobby Bones show, and he knew you were on Nat Geo while we were gone. So he is not happy I left the TV on for your ratings. Let me tell you. So funny. Had to call the voicemail to let you know. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so cute. I'm just, listen, you guys, you listeners have made doing this show so much fun. Doing the radio show, obviously, for years and doing the TV show because otherwise I would just be stressed and going, is it going to even survive? But you guys have just made it such a cool experience and I really enjoy doing it and, and sharing. And this, you know, the episode's coming out Sunday. This is the one where I go underwater and have to go in Seattle. I'm on the ocean floor in a hundred pound suit. That's one of the episodes. Oh. It's, it was really one of the scariest things I've ever done. And I was underwater for over an hour in this suit doing commercial diving. And she has a great story. So I hope you guys check out Breaking Bobby Bone Sunday night. Thank you for that call. Just That's why we continue to try to do stuff, like great stuff. We feel like we owe it to you guys to do great things for others because you do such good stuff for us. The Bobby Bone Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Bobby, your wedding is coming up later this summer. And have you ever thought about passing out social bands to your guests? I don't know what that means. Well, it's wristbands that they would wear that would indicate if they want space, if they're okay with people being close to them, or if they're okay with an actual hug and physical contact. These are for people in a different part of the country. Yeah. We're fully back to hugging around here. Yeah. I don't know why you say it with that voice. Why is it fun to hug people? But yeah, at this point where we opened up probably a little quicker than a lot of the edges of the country... We've kind of already been hugging. I think we went through that already. And by the time our wedding comes way later in the summer, we're going to be doing more than hugging with everybody, if you know what I'm saying. Well, we're going to be full <laughs> going crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, just heads up, these uh, social bands are becoming more popular at big events, including weddings or work conferences. And as you would figure, red means six feet away. Don't get near me. Yellow don't go means- to a social event if you're wearing red. But if you, but maybe you want to go support. Stop I'm just it. saying yellow is like, oh, caution. And then green is hug away. I, I would say, well, that green will get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> or high five. <laughs> um, you can wear a bubble. But I was going to say that, however, somebody may mailed does anyone on the show know who mailed me these big human soccer bubbles like you put them over you then you run into each other and play soccer no that sounds like a lot of fun well no it's an injury waiting to happen for me but i don't know who sent them and i don't know if it's like a wedding gift 
but it's this huge box that I, I opened to make sure that was really in there. And then it was, and I'm like, what do I do with these? Is that a new thing for like you and Caitlin to do? Maybe it's a uh, wedding we, gift. Hey, on a honeymoon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ow, ow. All right, what else? So over half of Americans would break up with an unsafe driver. A whole study was done, and it just made me think of, of Eddie. Well, because people say that how a person drives reveals a lot about their personality. So if they were dating someone and they were a really bad driver or angry driver, then they call it off. They break I, up. I think you have the story twisted here. Eddie gets road rage. You're a bad driver. There we go. I'm not bad. You're the worst driver on the show. Yeah, of course you are. You hit things in the parking lot. No, my... my you back into things out of houses. No, it's my peripheral vision is that, off. But that I, makes you a bad driver. I'm walking, I bump into things. But it makes you a bad walker, right? <laughs> well, it's a vision thing. Right, everyone. Amy's the worst driver on the show yes. by far. Okay, who's the angriest? Well, Eddie is, but you said yeah. bad driver. Yeah, bad driver. But also, like, they're, they, that includes road rage. That makes you a bad driver. And then also, too, Lunchbox has the messiest car. I'm trying Amy's to just deflect. taking shots at everybody <laughs> now. Trying hard. Just spraying so. bullets. <laughs> well, no, part of the study showed, too, that if you're dating someone and they don't take care of their car, it's messy, then it is a major turnoff. So keep your cars clean. And then did you know that Old Dominion's Happy Endings, their, their album title is, like, really about that? I didn't know either. Matt Ramsey, here's a clip of him talking about it. There was a song on there called So You Go, and we were debating on whether or not it was a happy ending or not. And then, you know, as things do, they get a little inappropriate. We start talking about happy endings. Happy ending? Yes? No? And then we joked about naming the album that, and uh, we did. So there you go. Well, that's very inappropriate. I think we'll stop talking about that now. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, I nef- that never even crossed my mind, but now. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, about, don't. Yeah. Don't look it up. It's don't okay. Google it. All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. You gotta love a good DNA test kit story. I love when it brings people together. And in this case, it's two sisters. There's this woman, Victoria Voorhees, and she knew she was born in Phoenix, Arizona, but that's about it. She was adopted at two months old and didn't know much about her family at all. Well, she took a 23andMe DNA test and it revealed that she had a sister. And she could even see a picture and she's like, oh my gosh, we look alike. So now they've been- It tells you you have a sister in a picture? Well, it's she. I guess once the profile's up there, like it can give you information. And then she contacted her, and then she had a photo, and she's like, "We look like they have not yet met face to face." I get like fourth to. cousins every day in my email. It's like you've taken twenty three of me. This person claims they're related to you. Yeah, well, but they never show me a picture. Nope. This is a sister, and the other sister turns out she had been looking for her. She knew about her, so thank goodness they both did the twenty three and me. And get this, without even knowing it, they both put ma- tattoos on their ankles of a bat. What? That's one of those crazy sibling stories, like twin almost, where you do weird things without even ever knowing the person. Um, they both love Stephen King. They know how they love Halloween and hiking. Uh, you, that makes you wonder if it's, is it nature or nurture, mm-hmm. right? Because they both love bats and Halloween and all that stuff similarly. Mm-hmm. But was that in them from? I don't know. Maybe their mom, while she's pregnant, read a bunch of Stephen King. <laughs> because that has to be nature, genetically, yeah. Like not nurture, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's also wild to find out you have a sister or brother on 23andMe. Yeah, and you're 27, 28 years old. I mean, <laughs> you're looking for your parents, and you know there's a situation there, mm-hmm. but you also find out you have a sibling. Yep. Yeah, that's wild. But they're, uh, you say they haven't met yet? It says they plan to reunite face-to-face coming up in Chicago. Man, that would be a crazy meeting. Mm-hmm. You talk about heart beating fast, being extremely nervous. No, this now I'm thinking of that documentary, The Three Identical Strangers. 
Isn't that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Crazy. If y'all have not seen that, please go watch it. It is insane. Yeah, because they didn't even know they they were twins, much less had a third triplet. Yeah. That's a crazy documentary. All right, there you go. That's a good story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I mean, you can color me shocked that we went number one in Canada. Windsor, Ontario, we go number one in one ratings period. Pure Country 89. Let us say we love you so much. Who knew? The big controversy was, don't put them on in Canada. They won't get ratings. And I was kind of on that team. Yeah. I was like, oh boy, I hope we get ratings. <laughs> I just have to say, I'm just, just thank you so much. We Now they're going to open the doors and be like, put them everywhere in Canada in the Woo! morning. So just... I can't believe the success of the show there, even after all these years. So thank you, everybody who, who listens there. So what I've done is I here are my top 10 Canadian artists of all time to celebrate oh. Canada. Number 10, Avril Lavigne. Hey. I met Avril once. at She was performing on Dancing with the Stars when I was there, and I went up to her and talked to her on purpose to see if she was... The real Avril. Because you know they say oh, that she's yes. been replaced oh, yeah. by someone else. The real Avril dead. died, right? Yeah. Now, is the real Avril? What did you ask her to, uh, to confirm that? Hey, how's it going? She's like, good. And I was like, that's her. That's, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. At number nine, a new entry is Tennille Arts. Mm. Country artist Tennille Arts had her first hit. She's from Canada. Fantastic. Number eight, Terry Clark. I got better things to do. Number seven, God's plan, Drake. God's plan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. God's plan. Man, they've given us a lot already. Yeah, Canada rocks. Thank you, Canada. Number six, Brian Adams. Come on. It was a summer of 69. Jam. At number five, Celine Dion. Of course. At number four, Alanis Morissette. Come on. It's like rain. The Beebs at number three. At number two, Shania Twain. That's right. And who would be number one? My favorite favorite Canadian artist. Who is number one? Is it? I mean, I have guesses. Go ahead. Michael Bublé? Incorrect. He did not make the list. Wow. Wow. I mean, he's amazing. Any... I I I'm, I can't figure it out if Celine Dion is so far down there and the weekend is Canadian. Michael Bublé, Sean Mendez, all Canadian. None of them made yeah. it. My number one Canadian artist, as I wrap up this this tribute to Canada for making us number one, is John Mayer Canadian. He is not. No, <laughs> to Neil Towns. Mm-mm. Oh, but she's. I should have put her on the list. Oh, yes, no. I know. I thought she was going to. She should tie with Tennille Arts. Um, I put on there Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Even Canada's like, oh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Can't argue with that. All our ratings bombed out. <laughs> anyway, this is just a little something to say thank you. Thank you, thank you. We can't believe it either that you guys like us. Just, uh, there's my tribute to Canada. Okay, now over. Let's go to Amy for the morning corny. The morning corny. What's a pirate's favorite Apple product? What's a, here. what's a pirate's favorite Apple product? The eye patch. <laughs> the what? The eye patch. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the morning corny. This hat 
has everyone's hobby in it, or at least a hobby they want to share with the show. And so you'll draw someone else's hobby, and you have to do it for a week. Oh, boy. So it's 20 minutes a day for five days. You got to do their hobby, okay? Okay. I will draw first. You better hope you get birds. Everyone has put in their hobby. We know what Amy's is. It's birds. (laughs) (laughs) I have drawn. Hmm. Oh no! What is his hobby? I oh don't even yeah! Know. Oh, oh, you saw it! Oh, oh my gosh! No. You probably get to nap or something. This is amazing. No. Oh, it's okay. I have drawn Lunchbox's hobby. Yeah! Oh. Let's go! Where I have to watch Teen Mom. Oh yeah! no! <laughs> I have to watch an episode a day. How how long is Teen Mom? Thirty and or an hour? It's an hour. But if you want to do it, you can do Teen Mom or Sixteen and Pregnant. Whichever I'll one. I'll do you- Teen Mom. It's written here. I'll do it in twenty minute chunks yes! for five days. Wow. I'll do Teen Mom. That's terrible, man. It's terrible. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll do Sunday, Monday. We'll do Sunday on. So do it on Sunday, so we have to talk about it on Monday. Okay. I cannot believe I have to watch Teen Mom. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's your hobby, huh, Lunch? All right. It's Amy, show, man. lift it up over your head. Okay. Draw one out of there. Read who it is first. Okay. <laughs> Raymundo. And his hobby is? Watch the Weather Channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yay! Wow. Oh, That's boy. awesome. That's brutal. Oh, boy. I mean, I guess. Ray, you like to watch the Weather Channel? I really do. My dad used to do it when I was a kid, and it, I guess, passed it on to me. I really enjoy it, and especially when the storms start coming in different parts of the country. It's fascinating. All right, next up, Eddie. All right, give me that hat. Eddie will draw. There are still a few of us left here. And by the way, there's I'm not short of hobbies, by the way. I don't have a lot of time in my life, but we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, four kids. Here we hobby. go. Bobby! Bobby's hobby is listening to Razorback Daily. What is Razorback Daily? It's my favorite podcast. Oh it comes my on goodness. every day. No! What are they talking about? Just Razorback anything, sports? Anything in Razorback land. <laughs> it could be baseball, it could be gymnastics, <laughs> oh softball. Oh, gosh. All right. So every day, it's about a 20-minute episode a day. <laughs> you have to listen to the Razorback Daily. Hey, who knows? Maybe I become a big hog fan after this. Lunchbox, you're up. I don't even know who's left. So. I'm left. Oh, God. You're lucky. Come on, Amy. I hope it's birds. Please oh, let it be man, Amy and the birds. Let it be me. Then all right, here we go. I got it. Lunchbox is drawing a hobby. He will. What is it? Who is it? He Amy, threw- you have to feed birds <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you should probably get him some sort of like yeah, I can junior get, varsity I, bird feeder and I some get, bird feed. Yeah. I, have, uh, I can bring him all the supplies he will need, and then you including come in, a bird chart. And you give us, at the end of the week, give us like a bird minute. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Lunchbox, right. this is going to be the you best thing like for it. you. You're going to love it. Sure, sure. This is the hobby hat. Let's go over to Morgan number two. Morgan, you have drawn. <laughs> Eddie's. What are you, a five-year-old? I have to do diamond art. <laughs> You're welcome. Ah! You're so, going to love it. So what's diamond art? So dime, they come with little diamond beads or whatever, and it's basically like paint by number but with little diamond beads. So you can pick Morgan number two, whatever you want to create, and it's going to be beautiful. Are you going to get rid of the diamonds? Sure. Okay. Sure. And finally, Raymundo, last one. It is Morgan number two. 
boxing. Oh, he has to go box. Oh, that's cool. Every day. Let's go. Give me some gloves. I'll box lunch right now. <laughs> I think he can just even like shadow box it. He can put some gloves on at his home. house. And well, yeah. and at my apartment, I have a bag. I just need some gloves though. Oh, that's cool. But They're her little girl, your little girly gloves ain't gonna fit these right here. Okay, these are sausage. Hands, okay, man. big guy. Ew. What? Oh, which part sausage of that was gross? Hands? It seemed like a lot of that little girly, big guy, sausage hands. Like all those could have been interpreted as creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all. Okay, we, starting Sunday, we'll do everything for 20 minutes a day. We'll come on with a quick report each day, okay? All right. Eddie, I hope you enjoy the Razorback Daily. Woo pig. It is the one thing I have to listen to every single day. Man. Some people listen to this show. I listen to the Razorback all Daily right. every single day. On the phone right now is Army Sergeant Jerry Majetic and his wife, Mariella. First of all, today, heck, like right now, we're going live with our Pip and Joy patriotic theme where everything that you buy goes towards building Army Sergeant Jerry Majetic a house, obviously him and his wife. And so, first of all, thank you for your service. Let me ask you, like, where were you, um, Sergeant, and then and what happened exactly? Uh, I was in Eldora, Iraq, about uh, 45 minutes south of Baghdad. And uh, I was targeted with a roadside bomb IED. And before being evacuated, I was shot four times, once in the right shoulder and three times in the right leg. And uh, needless to say, it was a bad day. I was evacuated to Longstall, Germany. I flatlined in Longstall, Germany for 93 seconds. And once they had me stabilized a couple of days later, they flew me to Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio, Texas, Fort Sam Houston. What was your job in the Army? Uh, my last job I was in for 19 and a half years total. But my last job I was in psychological operations. I was a tactical team leader. And uh, on the team side, basically, we'd go out and we would talk to the people. We talked to government officials, military leaders, police officials, uh, religious leaders, and get the lay of the land and see how people were doing. And basically, the job of psychological operations is win the hearts and minds. We go out there and try and put a smiley face on and work together. And so you're driving, and do you, do you run over an IED? How did, how did that happen? The insurgency was not very fond of me, so they had a target on me. Uh, and I was actually the 27th vehicle in a 69 vehicle convoy, and there were eight insurgents involved. Uh, three of the eight had pictures of me and my vehicle on them, mm. so they were waiting for me. So you were targeted, uh, were you targeted because of the job that you were doing specifically? Uh, yes, because I would go out and talk to people, and I wouldn't ask for information. I wouldn't go out there and grill anybody. I'd just talk to them and see how they were doing and what their needs were. And we would try and get civil affairs or engineering to meet whatever needs they may have. And eventually, over time, you don't have to ask them questions. They just start to give you information. And because of that, I was getting a lot of information um, so I did not become very popular with the, the bad guys over there. Since his initial injuries, he has on, undergone 80 surgeries to date. I mean... 80, 82. Eight. Oh, 82. It's gone up. Well. And, and so these surgeries, I imagine they've been on most, if not all, parts of your body. Oh, yes, yes. Um, the majority of the surgeries now um, are related to the burns um, and the scar bands that burns are created. And... They stretch mostly from my right arm all the way down to my lower back. 
And Mariella is much better at explaining that than I am. <laughs> yeah, Mariella, you've obviously been through a lot as well. And, and first of all, thank you for, for being with us and, and your support for, for him and, and our country. And so I have to imagine that, you know, you've seen a lot as well over the, 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 the past few years. I have. We actually met after Jerry's injury. So I was not with him at the time when he was hurt. And, um, yeah, so I've seen that he's been through multiple surgeries since I met him. When we were at Walter Reed last year, I think it was the 78th or 79th surgery that was 18 hours long and it failed. I knew that we were going to have a long year ahead of us again last year. So we're uh, constantly working at just getting things better and getting him into a position where he's higher functioning. Our goal here on this show is to make enough, raise enough money to be able to build you guys a home that is specially equipped for your needs. How how life-changing, Jerry, Mariella, would that be for you guys? Well, you make me try not to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the home that we live in, I mean, we, we have put a lot of money trying to make this home more uh, handicap accessible for me because after many of my surgeries, I'm in a wheelchair, and um, because it's, an older home, it's got, you know, a lot of step downs and the, the bathroom isn't handicap accessible. So we've been having to get hotel rooms for, you know, up to you know five or six weeks at a time so she can get me into the bathtub or whatever it is that we need because I'm unable to do it at home. So, yes, it would be, it's going to be uh, extremely, <laughs> making life, life a lot easier for us. Right now, if you're listening to this and you are so moved, we, we ask that you go over to bobbybones.com. We have an entire line of Pimp and Joy stuff, which we've been able to, to do this for four years now, right, Amy? Yeah, this is our fourth veteran. Our, so, our fourth yeah. home. And so our goal as a team, this room, you listening, is to build Army Sergeant Jerry Majetic and his wife, Mariella, a home. He is a hero to us. I'm sure he's a hero to you guys listening out there, too. And together we can do this. I mean, I think it's kind of our duty to do this. Amy, what do you want to say? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say, like, you're, you're just hearing everything that you've been through and the fact that we can come alongside building Homes for Heroes and try to make this happen. We have the most amazing listeners, and I know they have so much gratitude for those that have served our country, and you have sacrificed so much, and you're just a story of, of hope and inspiration, and we definitely want to see you get into a new home that will be uh, more equipped to your needs so that y'all can start enjoying more time together. Because I'm sure it's a lot if you're having to go back and forth to a hotel and then just spending a lot of time at your house trying to equip it. Like, this will be a house that will be ready for you, and you can go in there, and y'all can start your life together. Thank you. It is exciting. We, I, I'm not sure how you got our story, but we just want to say thank you so much. We are shocked and surprised about this just as much as we were when we heard that Paul T. wanted to build us a home. Well, thank you guys for sharing your story, and now we will you know, turn it over to our listeners, which time and time again, they, they just are, are, are so uh, gracious and, and grateful for your service as well, and hopefully, I'm almost positive of it, we'll be talking again soon. Okay, guys? Thank you. Thank Take you. care. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. your service. Yeah. Uh, Bye-bye. Always my honor. Always my honor. And here's the deal, guys. If you're listening right now, go to bobbybones.com. It's up there. There's the link. Get you a hat, red, white, and blue hat. Some of those... Some of them are going to sell out. Yeah. And I mean, Shirts. we do it in this time of year because we're obviously leading up to the 4th of July. So this is stuff that you'll get in time and you can wear proudly knowing that it helped build 
this veteran a home. And I mean, you heard him and it's a real story. There's, there's so many people out there like this that have sacrificed so much. And this is our way of coming alongside each year to help out one. And, you know, I wish we could do more, but y'all are amazing. And I know you will show up. And in case you're new and you don't know about Pimp and Joy, it's like, simply put, it's about spreading joy to others first and foremost, and then remembering to choose joy for yourself at times. So you can wear your Pimp and Joy proudly. And we don't keep any of this money. No, it's Not a single cent. Zero. And to date, like, Pimp and Joy, because of our listeners, has been able to donate over $2 million to tons of causes. And this is our cause that we do every summer. And it's just really, really cool. Thank you, guys. We'll now leave it up to you, bobbybones.com. And if you can't find the link, we'll put it on our socials as well. Just hit it up. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Back over Memorial Day weekend, John Hovis and his friends were out in California. Let's go rafting. So they grabbed their rafts, head to the American River. The only problem is John has a prosthetic leg. And in the middle of the rafting trip, I don't know what happened, but the leg came off and boop. Down to the bottom of the river. Wow. And so they got online, and there's a Facebook group called American River Lost and Found. And there's these divers. If you put a list of items you lost, they go diving and look for it. So he put, hey, I lost my prosthetic leg out on the river. So they saw that, put it on their list, went out, did some diving, and guess what? They got the leg back. That's That's awesome. awesome. That's a great one. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? As we check the tote board, we're raising money through our patriotic Pip and Joy line with Army Sergeant Majetic so we can build him a home. You might have heard his story a few minutes ago. He's had over 80 surgeries. He got hit with an IED. He got shot. It is one thing after another as he's trying to get his, his life back on track, and we can help him by building him a home that allows him to move around with everything for his needs. So bobbybones.com to get you something. The tote board is at about $40,000. Yeah, last like, Sorry, Ray, yeah. I jumped on you at the beginning of the tote. Yeah, sorry. Whatever. Yes, I mean, currently at 40000 that's the last that we know of. So I think it's it's going up, which is amazing because, yeah, this will be a life-changing thing for him. And so cool. You can rep your Pimp and Joy on 4th of July and look down and know that you helped build a hero home because of it. Yeah, so in 15 minutes, so we did, we've done $40,000. So shout out to the B team. You guys are crushing it right now as we knew you would. So thank you. Let's go over now and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A South African woman has reportedly given birth to 10 babies at once. Wow, what? Smashing a world record set last month. Crazy, huh? What do you mean, what? Well, I mean, I was like, wow, but then I'm like, what? Because at once... I mean, I guess they, they well, all... Well, they didn't all come out all their head at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it wasn't like Red Rover, where you lock arms and come out. Right. Well, I mean, that's why I was processing what you were saying. She's already a 37-year-old mom of six-year-old twins. Initially, she thought she was going to have eight kids, becoming the rear octo mom. Like, remember uh, Nadia Solomon? Oh, yeah. But when she gave birth by C-section, she was surprised that 10 babies emerged. It's seven boys and three girls. Wow, that's a lot of diapers. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy was natural, so it wasn't like they had put extra. Yeah, I, I, that, my mind is blown. I did not know that that could happen naturally. I guess if you have that many, even eight, it probably has to be C-section, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have that normal, like... I mean... You can't just put them out like a choo-choo train? No. Just all connect one after the other? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't either, because they're not lined up in there like that. How did she they're not in line. No, it's not like a them. hopper. You, you, it's like at the DMV. Number one, come out. <laughs> oh, that's Hold me. Ticket. <laughs> uh, crazy. She had 10 babies. Wow. 
There's a $15 million home up for sale in Minnesota. And what I, and we see real fancy homes up for sale all the time, but this is the first time I'd ever seen this. So in Greenwood, Minnesota, for just $15 million, you get not only 14,000 square feet of living space, five bedrooms, nine bathrooms, an elevator, a bar lounge, a, the, a theater, a cigar and poker room, an indoor grotto, a full oh. gym. You also get an eight-car garage, but dun, 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 you get your very own drive-through car wash oh. that's built into the property. Well, that's worth it. I've never heard of such things. <laughs> that's really yeah. cool. Surprised Al Dean doesn't have that at his house. He probably does. <laughs> He's building one right now. He's like, I do, man. Uh, Brittany, I just heard on the show, on Bobby's show, that somebody's got a garage. A uh, car wash. <laughs> <laughs> Pyro goes off, build me that garage. Uh, it's on its own island, which doesn't suck either. Pretty wild. A South Carolina man says at one point he forgot about his winning lottery ticket. The player told lottery officials he had the ticket for about a week, and he was like, oh, I need to check, see if it's a winner. The ticket ended up being worth $500,000. So he drove straight to Columbia to cash it in. The forgetful man said that winning feels surreal. <laughs> there you go. That's the news. Close it Bobby's up. Big Stories. I hate these stories that come out and they're like, hotel employees share the deep, dark secrets of things you should know. Because <laughs> I, I probably should know this stuff, but it freaks me out. Number one, never trust the glasses in a room. Which I don't really drink out of hotel glasses anyway. No way. If I do, I have to run it under hot water forever. I just don't. Okay. You've never been desperate? I'll drink out of the sink faucet before I'll drink out of one of those glasses. Wow. Mm. Or out of my hands. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. Housekeepers are so stretched thin that sometimes they just clean the glasses with the same rags they Mm. clean the bathroom. (sighs) See, that's gross. Number two, guests don't know what goes on in the room next to you. This week, we had to evict, this is what someone in a hotel says, and have arrested a couple, causing over $15,000 in damages to a room. This was done quietly late at night, and the nearby rooms never found out. I don't know if there was a murder over there or what. Quietly. Would you stay in a room where someone was murdered at a hotel? If it was How a- would we know? Exactly. Right. But let's say Whitney Houston. Didn't she die in a hotel? Yeah, and I think we stayed at that hotel once. We did. But, but not that room. No. But not that room. I think they turned that room into like a janitor's yeah, right, closet or right, something. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it was like a massive room and they were like, half off, would you stay in that room? Yes. Nah. Yeah, I don't think it'd be worth it to me to Really? Do yeah, nah. <laughs> would you do it because someone famous died there, or would you do it because you got a deal in a room? Uh, but a little bit of both, because the deal is always nice at a hotel. Number three, I worked in security, and housekeeping called us all the time for drugs they'd find in a room. What? Basically, you could have a ton of drugs in your room. And not you even know enough, it? Well, if you spent enough money, then you tell people to stay out of the room. Huh. Hmm. Lots of cheating spouses under fake names at hotels. Well, figured that. Bed bugs. Uh. Every single hotel... From rundown to five star has dealt with bed bugs. Mm. That's another one. Dead people. There's that one. Come back to life with that one. <laughs> and then the last one. Uh, husbands will say hello to staff with their other woman on their arm. Blah, blah, blah. I guess there's just all, all sorts of shady folks happening in hotels. All right. The, the one that sticks out the most to me is the bed bugs. Well, the remote controls are gross. I like it. They put the remote controls in the plastic bag now. Do you guys ever stay? I mean, I've stayed at a bunch of hotels because I've had to travel a lot. Some do that, some yeah, don't, right? just had that this last weekend. It was in a bag telling me it had been sanitized. I feel like the hotels did a really great job of letting us know that they were cleaning, like, really in-depth style cleaning for a while. But now they've kind of, like everybody else, been like, eh, we're back to normal. But then there's going to be a story that says that they don't really clean the remote. They just put them in a bag. <laughs> True. But it's okay. You could um, you could push the button from inside the bag. Okay. Yeah. You know, or you can also. Or just... now the bags are now <laughs> the bags are filled with germs on the outside. You travel with your own wet wipes or sanitation wipes, and then when you get to the hotel, you can wipe down your own remote. 
I know, and I try to do that, but sometimes I just forget. I know. I get there and get sleepy. Around the room with What's the Haps? Hey! Hey! What's the Haps? So last night I get home, run me a bath, and I like 88% hot water, 12% cold water. I like my bath to be a little too hot to get in once it's done, that I gotta squirt just a little cold in and make it right. That's how I like to do my baths. And then I get in, and I bought these eucalyptus bath bombs, and they sit next to the, next to the, the tub on top of the stool, and I grab one, and it's got a little plastic on top of it. You peel the plastic off, and then what you do is you drop it in. It goes, starts fizzing. The, mm. the water turns colors. You feel all lavender. It's a, pretty. Yeah, and you smell the, euca- the eucalyptus. <laughs> and so I get in the bathtub, and I drop the bomb. And as I drop the bath bomb, I notice, what is that? On I mean, Like slow motion, like, no. It drops. Boom. There were all these bugs inside the bath what? bomb. What? Bugs, like almost like maggots. Why? I don't know why they moved in there, lived there. It was like some, I think so, because they had little wings too. You know maggots sometimes? Oh, yeah. And so all of a sudden the bath, I'm in the bathtub, butt naked. Oh. Water's turning blue and I'm seeing little bugs start to like come to, and I'm going, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and I didn't want to get out quite yet because I didn't want to get them on me. So I'm like pushing the water away with my hands. And then I had to drain it and then push them all down the drain with my hand. It was disgusting. You're for sure that they were bugs I'm, and not like uh, flower pant. You know, sometimes they put leaves inside those bombs. Oh, no, no, I'm positive. Oh. Amy, you act like I'm not a bath bomb expert here. <laughs> oh, well, I know. I'm just making sure because I'm like, my, my mind is blown. Like, that's so disgusting. You should get a refund on those. <laughs> well, though, no, no, only one was bad. This is a pretty good, pretty good little batch of, mm-hmm. of bath bombs, but it was disgusting. And so I got out and took a shower. I was fine after that. I didn't tell Caitlin. I'll tell her today because I don't want her to be like, oh, I don't want to lay next to you. You're all maggoty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Smart. But that was the sitch last night, and it was not pleasant at all. And I'll probably take another one tonight. If the oh. second one has maggots in it, then I will be done. Okay. Will you maybe put the bath bomb in before you get in just to make sure? Yeah. Smart. You know what I mean? Good so idea. you're not in there with the I bugs. I really like the experience of feeling the fizz between my legs. Because <laughs> I drop it because my legs are out and I drop it, boom, and it falls like in between my knees. And then it's like, <laughs> I like that feeling. But is it worth figuring out? Mm-hmm. If yeah, it kind of is. It's, it's kind of yeah. my, my time. Mm-hmm. The weird thing, too, was I dropped a yellow one in a couple nights ago into the bathtub. And we just got our new bathroom rebuilt. So I'm pretty pumped. We have a, a really nice bathroom now. And so I dropped it in. And it fills up, and the water's yellow. And then Caitlin walked in, and I was like, did you pee the bath? <laughs> just swimming in your It did pee. look like Ew. I did just peed all in there. But uh, still doing the bath, still loving the baths. Have a, the bathtub has, like, it's not a super fancy bathtub or anything, and there's no jets or anything in it. But it has, like, a lumbar support a little bit, so oh. you can just kind of lay back. Nice. Take nice. it in. That's what I do. I take life in, and then I take a shower afterward, though. Yes. So I don't really just lay in my own funk. I bath. I bathe. And I walk over to the shower. But isn't the bomb for the bath? Like, it, and that's have soap in it and stuff? Yeah, but that's just the shower. Matter. Okay. I, it's mostly for how it makes, how it makes me feel. Okay. It makes me feel good. Um, also, I thought it was a bath bomb until yesterday. What is it? It's a bath bomb. B-O-M-B. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like a explosion. What did you think it was? Bomb. Right? Like lip balm. Bomb? B-A-L-M? Oh, no, bath bomb. Don't act like it's the dumbest thing you ever heard. You guys are... Yeah, it wasn't right, but don't act like it's the dumbest thing ever. Well, I don't know. That's why we needed you to spell it out. We couldn't believe you didn't know. Anyway, enough enough, <laughs> enough from me. Hey. Hey, what's the hat? Amy, what's up? 
Well, now that I'm 40, I have to get a mammogram every single year. And I went and I got mine. And I don't have, you know, the results yet or anything, but I feel pretty good about it. But just kind of a reminder to go get that done if you can. And then also, it's not as bad as I remember. I had one done a few years ago and I was kind of nervous going into it because they just kind of like squish everything. And I just remembered it being kind of painful, but... It, was, it wasn't bad. So don't be scared of it. Just go do it if you need to get it done and do your self-exams. And then men need to do self-exams too. And if you find something, then a man should also go get a mammogram. On our chest? Yes. On, or on our private? On your breasts. Oh. Mm. Or on your, yeah, I guess you don't have that. Pecs. Your pecs. Yeah, yeah, you should do self-exams too. So just a little PSA that guys can get breast cancer as well. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, what's the hat? Eddie, what's the haps? Yeah, uh, so uh, my wife and I are starting to do adoption classes, which is a big, big deal. Wait, really? So yeah. So you have t- two foster kids, and now are they saying get ready? So they're saying just get ahead of it. The 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 date that we're shooting for for uh, termination of parent parental rights is August, somewhere around August. So when that goes through, that means our t- two kids are available to be adopted. So we want to get ahead of that and be ready. So we're taking these classes, and it's like two hours a day every night. And it's on Zoom. And I gotta say, man, I'm pretty I'm like the teacher's pet. Like there's probably oh, no. there's probably 20 families on there and they always ask questions and no one wants to answer. So I'm always the first one on there. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an example of what you're talking <laughs> about right there. And they love me. It's so cool. Well, congratulations that you That's think awesome. the adoption part is is it imminent? Yes. I mean, that's the direction we're headed at. So, I mean, we're doing everything we need to do to make that happen. And that's it. You've had the two kids for how long now? Over two years. And they feel like they're your kids. Absolutely. Do they call you dad? Yes. They do? Well, it's funny. One of them calls me daddy and the other one calls me dad. Okay. So they do call you dad. Yes. Man, that's exciting. I know. We're so pumped. All right. Hey, what's the hat? Watchbox. Well, I got a bone to pick with uh, Sizen Raimundo because I was nice enough to give him a ride to the wedding, Mike D's wedding this weekend, him and his wife, and I drop him off afterwards, and I notice there's red wine spilled in the vehicle. (laughs) And so I tell Ray, hey, man, I'm going to need you to pay for a car cleaning. He goes, how do we know we did it? Was anyone else drinking wine in your car? No. I mean, my wife's car? No, it was my sister's car. Okay. And it's even worse. Yeah, my my wife's pregnant. I was driving, so that leaves two people in the vehicle that had wine when they came walking out of their buddy's house when I picked them up. But he's like, I don't remember doing that, so how do we know it was us? Ray? I also believe Eddie and his wife, for a time, were at the vehicle talking to Baser, and I think they may have grabbed some wine, so maybe they need to be thrown into this as well. At or in? I, I, I don't, Eddie. Hello? Don't, don't, don't make me do this. I don't want to get in the middle of this. You need to, you've been brought, you've been dragged in. I know exactly who spilled the wine. Go ahead. And it wasn't me or my wife. That's all I got to say. Was it Ray and Bay? That's, that's all. I'm going to say it wasn't me and my wife because we didn't even touch the wine. How much the car cleaning cost? Uh, well, I, I mean, my sister got in and she goes, hey, it still smells like wine because I tried with baby wipes to wipe it all up and oh, everything. that's, No. Ray, you got to pay for this. Yeah, I mean, you can get a detailed five, 15 bucks. We'll cover that. No, more than that. 15 (laughs) bucks? What is this, 1972? I got one near me. They let you use the vacuuming for free. You guys could go there and not even do a car wash. Yeah, but you don't, his sister doesn't need to go manually do it herself. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'd I'd still, there was a lot of pictures and video of me at the dance floor. Do not really remember being at the van, but (laughs) I guess if if Baser did it, we'll cover it, dog. We got you. He did commit on the air. Yeah, he I mean, it. he needs the pressure of Have Bobby. Have do it. 
and, okay. then, and then bill him. And okay. if you need to get me the bill to get to him, oh, I'll wow. handle it. Oh, well, well. Okay. Enforce Thank it. you. I'll go in and take his pay. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from the paycheck. Yeah. Brady's like, wow, well, 100 bucks shorter on pay this week. All right, there you go. That's What's the Haps. Hey, what's the Haps? Let's go over real quick and talk to Jen, who is calling us from North Dakota. Hey, Jen, how are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Love that you called. What can I do for you? Well, I just wanted to call to tell you that I woke up like three hours early. I couldn't sleep so I could get my Pimp and Joy merch. Oh, we love that. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Right now, I'm glad you brought this up. As we're trying to build a home for... Army Sergeant Majetic, who was hit with an IED, who was shot, who's had 80 surgeries. As of right now, we have raised $54,000 to build him a home. Yeah. And we are still Woo-hoo. moving. So we are encouraging you guys to go over to bobbybones.com. We don't keep any of the money. It's red, white, and blue. Perfect for 4th of July. Have some nice, amazing, helpful apparel. Help out someone. And also wear something comfortable and cool. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Hey, uh, thanks, Jen. That's really great of you to wake up and make a point to do that. I ordered for the whole office. I get an order together, and oh, that's smart. So excited to get it. Yeah, like she, everybody, so they didn't have to log on separately. She just handled it for everybody. Jen, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being a part of something bigger than yourself and bigger than us. And we just love that you're listening. We'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Oh. Thank you. Love All right. You guys. All right. Bye-bye. I saw today was Donald Duck's birthday. Oh. Donald Duck's funny to me because he doesn't wear pants. <laughs> like, they He's couldn't duck. Draw, Winnie the Pooh, same thing. No pants, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't draw pants. Yeah. I know they're animals to talk. Yeah, Mickey wears pants, right? Yeah. Mickey does. Yeah, I think red ones. Yeah, so it's Donald Duck's birthday. So I, I do have a pretty dumb game. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Sure. So, Donald Duck, it's his birthday. First appeared on June 9th, 1934 in The Wise Little Hen. Fun fact, Donald Duck has appeared in more films than any other Disney character. Mm. I'll give you a cartoon catchphrase. You name the cartoon character. If I were to say, oh boy, oh oh boy, I can't really do it. But oh (laughs) boy, oh boy, oh boy, that would be (laughs) Donald Duck. Duck. That's a hard one. Okay, Okay. got it. Ready? Write your answers down. Yabba-dabba-doo. What cartoon character said, yabba dabba do? I'm in. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. Fred Fred Flintstone. Good, good. Yabba dabba do! What cartoon character said, beep beep? Mm hmm. Beep beep. One, two, three. Roadrunner. Good. Meep, meep. (laughs) Meep, meep. (laughs) What cartoon character said, the, 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 that's all, folks. The, 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 that's all, folks. That's I good. do terrible impressions. No, that's not bad. I, that's not bad. Okay. Oh, well, thanks, guys. I feel good today. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Porky Bugs Bunny. Bunny. Okay. We have some. Lunchbox said Bugs Bunny. Eddie? Porky Pig. Amy? Bugs Bunny. <gasps> Is Porky Pig? It's Porky Pig. Yeah, that's all, folks. Well, I, I, right in my head, I picture the bunny standing next to him. I don't think so. Is he with the bunny? Actually, no one's there. It's just him in the the circle. It's just the circle thing. Yeah. All right. Thought that. Okay. Uh, All right. Rolling on. Zoinks. Huh? What cartoon character said Zoinks? And that one I did pretty good. Really good. Yeah. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's my one. Hold on, uh, hold on what is his name? Zoinks! You got it, Amy? No. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Everybody good? Yeah. One, two, three. Shaggy. Okay, we have a Krusty from Lunchbox. Krusty the Clown? Yeah, Krusty the Clown. Simpsons. Amy, you have... Stimpy. Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. You idiot. And oh. then you have... Shaggy, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Scooby oh. The answer is sca uh, Shabby. Shaggy. <laughs> Whatever. Zoinks! Oh, no, you got too many names in my head. Uh, it is Shaggy. Eddie's dominating this. Mm-hmm. Who said... Good grief. Mm-hmm. Good grief. You got this, Amy? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Go with Bugs uh, Bunny. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Agreed. All right. One, two, three. Moana. Tigger. Okay, let's go with Moana. <laughs> Interesting. Amy went with... Tigger. Tigger, and Eddie went... Charlie Brown. The answer is... Good grief. Charlie I mean, Brown. Of course, Eddie's getting all these Wait, old What are you talking um, about? Yeah. He, Amy, he, you're like a year and a half younger than he is, right? We all watch cartoons. No, I'm like 10 years younger. It's <laughs> not true. That's <laughs> not true, although it may be. Okay. Right? <laughs> it's not. Who did... Uh, I am Cornholio! Mm -hmm. I am Cornholio! Oh, I got it. I am Cornholio! <laughs> That's pretty good, too. Uh, that's not bad. Amy, what Winnie, do you have? Winnie the Pooh. Interesting. What if Winnie the Pooh was Cornholio? <laughs> that would be interesting, huh? <laughs> would he put his shirt over his head, too? <laughs> yeah, he'd pull it over. <laughs> oh, I'm Cornholio. Lunchbox? Beavis. Oh. Eddie? Yes, that's Beavis. Uh -oh. Beavis and Butthead's the answer. I wasn't allowed yes. to watch Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Well, you're 40 now, so you can watch whatever you want. Uh, you make the rules. You get you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do, like, two more. Uh... Hey, hey, hey. Oh, let's do I, play I Am Cornholio, Ray. I'm sorry. I Am Cornholio! <laughs> Why is that so funny? Who, who said, hey, hey, hey? Oh, I know that one. Wait. Can you do it again? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh. Is that better? Uh, I, I haven't thought about these in a long time. Uh, that was a good one. Um, is this appropriate? Hold on. Huh? Oh, oh, I'm in. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's appropriate. I mean, looking back, a couple this, of things are show, bad about this. This show right? would be canceled now. Right, that's what? what I'm saying. Oh, maybe I don't have this right. Hey, hey, hey. And whoever does Will you play it, it, Ray. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah, and whoever does it, it'd be canceled twice. This is all bad. Yeah, this, <laughs> we shouldn't even do this clip. I don't know why this is bad. What do you have? Yogi the Bear. No, first, no. That's why it's not bad for you. First of all, Yogi. Yogi Bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yogi oh. the Bear, boo-boo. <laughs> hey, hey, boo-boo. Okay, that's what I thought you were doing. No, no, no. Hey, play it again right here. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Do you it... know what Lunchbox Yeah, it's Fat Albert. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie? Fat Albert. Right, so one. What show? They, they wouldn't name. Oh, Fat, Fat Albert. Albert. Fat oh, Albert. There's no way there'd be a show. Yeah, they wouldn't have a Fat Albert now. No. Make it one of a guy's no, weight. No chance. And then secondly, it's all voiced by Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. He created oh, really? the whole series, yeah. I didn't know Man. that. Yeah, that show would have been canceled twice. <laughs> for sure. All right, guys, up for grabs. We're going to pitch to the network, Fat Albert. Who? I don't know, Mike. We don't feel good about the name. Well, who's the voice about? Bill Cosby. <laughs> 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 wow. They'd have done one of those, those sticks where they pull him off by the neck on the side of the stage. <laughs> Get him out of here. Uh, okay, let's do one more. Uh, I sell propane and propane accessories. Oh, love it. Okay. I sell propane and propane accessories. Amy? Family Guy Dad. <laughs> no. The dad and Family Guy? No. Lunchbox? Hank Hill. Yeah. Eddie? Hank Hill. Hank Is that Hill. the best you can do with Hank Hill? Yeah, that was pretty bad. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't do impressions. You can't do Hank Hill? 
Uh, can, you do, can you do it? Yeah, I sell propane and propane accessories. No, you sound like Luke that's Bryan. good, but you do. That's the same Luke Bryan. Dang, okay, <laughs> hit it. I sell propane and propane accessories. Do it again, Eddie. I sell propane and propane accessories. That's my kind of night. <laughs> I got that <laughs> real good. <laughs> uh, let me go over and talk to. Uh, Laura, I have a couple questions here I want to take. Hey, Ray, put Laura on, who looks like she's on line nine. Uh, Laura, hi. Hi, how are you? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. What's happening? Just was calling to find out on the Pimp and Joy site, can you buy anything on the site that will support this, or is it just the specific patriotic line? It's anything. It's all Pimp and Joy. So, yeah, there's purple things and tie-dye things and pink things, or we have joggers or camo stuff and yeah so all pimp and joy all items and all proceeds will go towards building the hero a home we just put out the patriotic line because you fourth get it in time fourth of july and he's a hero right he went and fought for our country and that's when he was hit by an ied which he was shot and, and we're trying to build him that house and so but thank you for that question because i think a lot of people are probably wondering that so that was a great call thank you you're welcome thank you all right bye-bye let's go over now and talk to Elisa in Virginia. Hi, Elisa. Is that, is that how you good say Good morning, studio. It is. Okay, cool. Say good morning, studio. Again, I interrupted you trying to get your name right. <laughs> Sorry. Good morning, studio. Morning. How are you? We are good. Thank you for calling. What's happening? Yeah, so my husband and I, we own a company where we work with the military. And one of the biggest things that we do is that we want to give back to that exact community. And so I was so excited to hear about what you guys were doing, building um, one of our military members who is in Iraq and has been through 80 surgeries, um, building him a house. So I pulled over on our countryside road and I called in because our company would like to donate $10,000. Come on. What? Come on. Oh, my gosh. I just got goosebumps. And what is your company called? Freedom Defense Group. Well, uh, that is extremely amazing. We are so grateful. Mostly, I know that uh, Sergeant Majetic is going to be so grateful, too, because, you know, what I always say is, you know, we this is so much bigger than we are. And by we, I mean all the listeners out there. As, As great as it is that we are coming together and, we're buying stuff. We're donating stuff. Um, this is about something bigger, and it's about people who who serve our country and you know fight for our freedoms. And the fact that you called and are donating that that is just amazing and and warms my heart, Elisa. So thank you very much for all that you guys are doing. Um, so what do we, do we put her on hold? Yeah, let's put her on hold. I want to get her info. So okay. we would love to send you something as a thank you, and then make sure how you can donate to the right nonprofit. Of course. And if you all need help building, we will come and drive down and be there. Oh, my god! i got gosh. a couple repairs in my house yeah. that use a little work, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Alisa, <laughs> uh, thank you. Ray, if you put her on hold. Um, okay, let me say this. We have another update here. Uh, we About an hour ago, we talked to Sergeant Majetic, and we said, hey, we're putting this up at bobbybones.com. And we came on 15 minutes later, so we raised $40,000. Then we said $54,000. The latest number is $80,000. And that is not including their $10,000 wow. donation. So $90,000! Yeah. So awesome. I mean, our listeners are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has bought a t-shirt or a hat. We don't keep a single penny. Not a single penny of this money goes into our pockets. Penny in pockets. It doesn't go anywhere like that. It goes to help him 
have us build this house. We don't build it. Homes for Heroes builds it. Building Homes for Heroes, yeah. yeah. Thank you. And, you know, yeah, it's customized specifically for his needs. If you missed the interview with him earlier, hopefully you can go back and listen to it on the podcast because it really is a story of hope and super inspiring. Thank you all. Thank you all. You're making a difference, whether you know it or not. Big time. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from England. A known drug dealer was pulled over by cops. He's like, I got to get away. He starts running, 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 sees an open building, goes, yeah, I'm going to hide in there. Runs, hides. It was a police station. Oh, he hid in a police station. Was there not a big badge on it or like the, the police? Metro police. Stay here. Something. I don't know, but he just saw the door, ran in and hid in the office and a bunch of cops. Like that, that, that story we talked about where those, that drunken dude went into that, uh, the, the wrong house <laughs> and it was a bunch of cops that were staying at that Airbnb. That's right. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm going to sleep here. There's four cops that were in for like a, you know, some sort of cop, you know, gathering. That's bad luck, man. All right. There you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. There's a Friends-themed cruise set for 2022, which sounds pretty fun. I would want there to be, you know, some of the people from the show. Obviously, the main six aren't going to be on there. They make way too much money to have to go get on a cruise with people. Oh, yeah. And even some of the artists that do this, they get on the boat. Sometimes the helicopter puts them on. They perform. They take the helicopter back oh, out. Oh, yeah. Genius. So that's the, the big baller acts do. But I wouldn't mind like Gunther being on there, Janice being on there. <laughs> That'd be cool. And then you don't have to, I don't have to hang out with you if, if I'm the, you're them and I'm me. But I want I want you to tell stories like each night there's some sort of get to know what happened behind the scenes on the show. That yeah, that I could see that. Gunther that probably be a good one. He hung out with them so much in the coffee shop and behind the scenes he probably has some good stories. And there's like a night of like we were all extras on Friends. Ooh, that's and cool. they tell stories about what they saw. Oh, have I shared the fun fact about Gunther? I I don't know. It just popped into my head. But I know one too. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's so. I mean, maybe I learned it on the re- the reunion. But he became the barista person because he was the only extra that knew how to work the cappuccino machine. Yeah, that's okay. that's usually the only fun fact about Gunther <laughs> in the past ten years or so. Um, <laughs> and he, I think he started off not as a person with any lines. He was just an. He was yeah, literally just an extra. I think they were like, anybody know how to use a cappuccino machine? And he raised his hand. So I would go on a cruise if it were like. First of all, I wouldn't go on a cruise. I got so seasick shooting the the deep sea fishing episode of Breaking Bobby Bones. Oh. I'm scared to get on the water at all now. Yeah. But what TV show would you want to do a cruise for? Because I would do The Office. If you, because a lot of them would probably still go on. It's not like they've made huge money. But I think an Office cruise, three nights, every night there's some sort of panel. You ask questions, you learn. That would be fun for me. What about you? Aside from Friends, right now I would go with 90210. Love that show, huh? Well, I mean, I'm just totally dialed in. It's on Hulu. The old version, too? The old. That's the only one I'm watching. I'm rewatching the whole original series, and it's amazing. And I would love for, you know, to hang out with the whole cast. Rest you, in peace, you probably Dylan could, McKay. You probably could, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me, Seinfeld, for sure. I, and a whole uh, boat trip of comedy. How fun would that but be? But they wouldn't be on there. I think the difference in The, the Office... My people didn't make a bunch of money. Amy, they made fine money. But Amy's people. They'd actually are, come probably. They'd probably work on the ship too. And <laughs> right. I, I, I bet we can get Kramer on the ship. Oh, I bet he'll, yeah. <laughs> he'll probably do anything. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, 2022, that's going to happen. The Friends-themed cruise. That's cool. Yeah. I wish it was like a Friends-themed you know, land exhibit. <laughs> Just like a, a I, night. I'd like that more. Have a great day. We will see you on Thursday's show. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bobby Bones. Show.